Morning, so welcome to the Fit Golf Club podcast. There's people here watching and everything. There's people here listening, whether it be some point in the future or nice and live in the Facebook group, uh, in the Fit Golf Club Facebook group with thousands of men, of which there are four watching, <laughs> but it's fine. I'm your host, Dennis Roebuck, um, golf fitness professional, strength and conditioning coach, but also founder of the Fit Golf Club. Uh, and this is a podcast dedicated to you, to helping male golfers with their health and fitness goals. Uh, the aim of the game for us is to help you transform your body, transform your game, and transform your life. It's up to you which one's most important. Uh, there's three choices, uh, but I'd love to know below if you drop it in the comments which one's most important to you. Um, and if it's none of those, let me know what is important. Um, and the reason for that is the statistics, they just don't lie. Gentlemen, like, did you know that one in seven male golfers will die from coronary heart disease? Um, and all this stuff like relates to our less than healthy uh, lifestyle. And that's both on and off the course. Okay, we tend to rack this stuff up and the compound effect is ill health, unfortunately. So, you know, how do I do it? Essentially, I've created a program and it's called the Apex Program. There are lots of variations, lots of personalizations for people, but it's the perfect blend of golf-specific exercise, resistance training, nutrition coaching, programming, um, and my clients are getting fantastic results. Uh, and that's time after time. So we've got a few of them on here on the call. Hey, Howard. He's a trooper, Howard. Hope you're well, mate. Um, so... Yeah, we've got Living Proof actually listening to this live, which is fantastic. And these guys show up week after week. They do the business and they stay consistent and they get fantastic results. So if you're interested in learning more about that, um, or it may be something that you want your club to get in, involved in or your society, your driving range, whatever it may be, get in touch with me. This is a movement that I'm trying to create and it's, it's growing. It's growing. This week, I'm at the Great British Golf Show, which I'm really excited about. That's really stepping out there standing next to the Callaway and Cleveland golf stands and saying, I'm here and I'm here to help golfers. Um, and that's a big step forward for me, but for the business as well. And I love that you guys are on this journey with me. So, you know, support it, get involved. Uh, it, it's all it's all for you. Uh, the more you put into it in terms of activity and engagement, the more you're going to get out of it. All right. So that's what we're doing. And the idea is that this is a free community page where there's lots of free help and advice on Facebook, um, including this podcast. I look forward to seeing you every single week in here and it's all completely free. So if you're not already in, if you're listening on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from, join the Fit Golf Club. Um, it's well worth doing. So today's episode, I hope you're going to enjoy it. Um, it's about sort of core work, core stability, and it's a massive thing that you guys ask for when you come into the groups. I always sort of introduce myself ask a couple of questions, see what it is that you're looking for help with. And oftentimes you guys come back with core. So we're going to do a bit of a podcast about it. Before we do that, I always like to share some wins because there's lots of huge wins going off in the group. Okay. Hey, Nick Clark, good to see you. Um, first of all, um, a guy called Simon Hill over in the Apex program. Sports Simon, was it today, Simon, or was it yesterday? It all blends into one. Um, he's done an incredible job and he's eight weeks into his program not only has he lost an incredible amount of body fat but you know what's more impressive to me is that he's he's talking about his life in a different 
with a different sort of verve for it, for a different enthusiasm. Um, and this guy is addicted. It's like it's a completely new lease of life that he's got. Um, and this transformed his self-confidence. He was a self-confessed couch potato. Uh, now he's a complete fidget where he literally <laughs> he needs to work out. He, he's got this thing in him where he's thinking about his workout. When's he going to get it in? Which is a complete turnaround. And speaking to me this week, it's it's really lit up my day. It's actually made my birthday, Simon. How's that? Uh, it's actually made it. So it, it, it's lit up my day knowing the difference that this program and when people commit to it, what commitment does for people. And it can make someone's outlook on life look absolutely 180, it's like a full 360 turnaround. It's, it's amazing. Hey, Greg Potter, another one who's plowing through it relentlessly. Uh, but it's absolutely humbling to see what you've done, Simon, and to hear those words that you shared with me earlier this week, an inspiration. So well done to you. Uh, and then finally, a bit of a triple shout out. So it'll be here all day giving shout outs. Um, it's not that kind of show. Um, Phil, Grant, and Dave over in the Apex program, they've been nearly the formidable mindset challenge. I did ask everybody to do it. Um, some chose not to, some chose to do it. And these guys are now eight or nine days in, I forget. And they're seeing incredible differences like changes in their sleep, better concentration, more energy. It's just brilliant to hear. So well done to you guys. It's a simple challenge, but actually, now you're deep into it, you're getting asked those questions that are really challenging you. And as you're heading to the back nine, like the back, the, the final nine days, it's going to challenge you even more. Those things that you've sort of kept out of your diet or the activities you've kept away from, um, or whatever you've given up and, and exchanged, it's now it starts to challenge you because you've been a week or so without it. So a fantastic job so far. Keep it up, keep sharing it in the group because it does inspire people and it does make my day. All this stuff does make my day. So on to the main topic of conversation then. Um, and this week, the Fit Golf Club, we're gonna, we've been talking about the core and all the myths and legends around it and the things you should be doing in the gym or at home and the things you shouldn't be doing. And that's as a golfer, as a man, as a whatever, you know. Hey, John Rollins, good to see you. How's that foot, uh, that Achilles? And so, as I said before, when I ask guys that are coming into the Fit Golf Club what they need to work on, the answer I get most often is it's almost like improve core, core mobility. A lot of people say that, and flexibility for club head speed or club head speed. It's a variation of that answer. As golfers, that's the holy grail, isn't it? It's what you want. Um, and it's almost as if everybody's read this on the back of the same packet and regurgitated those lines back to me in various formats. Um, and it's what I call like golfish. It's a language. We talk golfish, don't we? And I get it. I'm, I'm not going to going hard on you. I'm not suggesting that you're all crazy for saying things like that. It's kind of what you're force-fed from the industry. And I'm here to tell you there's some things you need to consider first. Um, you know, and give you my professional point of view on the terms used, what they actually mean, and what that means in a fitness sense, okay? There's a massive difference between sort of golf exercise and exercise that's actually going to do you a benefit, which a few of my clients are actually finding out. Greg, who's just come on, he's onto a different type of program now, and he's seen that it's a difference. There's a massive difference to it, but it is what he actually asked for, isn't it, Greg? Pop, pop it in the comments below, but we'll, we'll talk about it. It's fine. Um, so... It, that, that's that's essentially what we're going to talk about. And what happens with 
amateur golfers, club golfers like ourselves, we've got this relationship between exercise and the game, and it, and it becomes almost seamlessly blended and fused together. And the lines get blurred of what's exercise and what's golf, and the actual purpose of the exercise or the priority behind it gets lost or hidden somewhere inside this goldfish that we're, we're sort of regurgitating, okay? Um, and I, I know golf's many things to different men. Um, to most of us, it's it's an obsession. We uh, we openly admit that it is an obsession. But you know, some of us have used that, and we use it as an excuse for doing pointless exercise, essentially. Okay, uh, in the gym, uh, it's it's. Some people do use, use it to like it's a cloaking device to avoid doing the real work that you should be doing in the gym to achieve your goals. So this group is set up, set up to help guys essentially drop body fat and build muscle mass in and around that golf space as well. So we do introduce some blend golf specific movements in there that are going to help you in your training, which we'll come to later. Um, but that almost gets lost on some people. What, what they tend to do is use it as a cloaking device and avoid the real work that they should be doing in the gym. And I've seen it. I've seen the guy in the gym on an upturned BOSU ball doing golf swings with a kettlebell in his hand. I have seen it. I can literally picture it as I'm speaking to you. I've seen the guy doing wood chops from crazy angles on cable machines um, just because it's got a golf grip attachment you know, that doesn't make it right. I'm sure you've seen the guy sort of just whacking away, doing swing after swing, thinking he's doing something to improve his golf, improve whatever. And it's just, it's not, it's not, guys. All right. I've seen the guy in front of the mirror with a, a flexi pipe across his shoulders going through rotation phases um, with a face full of concentration, um, I might add. And the best one I've actually seen in the gym is a guy, I swear to you, he came in, he was actually in Sheffield. Uh, he may even be listening in <laughs> and he knows who he is. And I do say this with a pinch of salt. Um, he actually had his Adidas golf shoes on in the gym. Full gym get up, golf shoes on. <laughs> Have you ever heard of anything like that? It's crazy. And obviously golf shoes, they look extra long, don't they, with the pointiness of them just look like a gnome for a start. So, you know, it's a true story. And just, I think guys are going in and they're going to do a workout, but they, play, they end up playing golf in the gym. And it's not a workout and you're just losing everything. You're literally wasting your time in the gym. So, you know, my point here is really that there is never, I mean, never a need to reproduce the golf swing in the gym. Like absolutely none whatsoever. Anyone who you see doing that in the gym is, you know, if it's somebody from my side of the fence, so if you see it on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and they're doing kettlebell swings in a golf fashion, I've seen it, I've seen it today uh, with a guy, actually pretty local to us, um, you know, they're doing it to market because they know that you're a sucker for seeing golf swing movements and things that will improve your golf, it's, it's your... It's your, it's your life, it's your focus, it's what you want. And anything that you can do that's going to be a quick fix, you're going to do it. Well, there's no quick fixes, you know that, guys. And I'm a straight, I play with a straight rat. Don't buy it, okay? Do not buy it. Instead, 
When doing core work in the gym, we should be working on strengthening the areas for stability or the creation of torque and prevention of injury. In fact, like the best movements for your core stability, golf or otherwise, are often the ones that you know, you're not necessarily focused on the core as we know it, okay? It's actually a side effect or a supporting aspect of the exercise, okay? So that's that's how I see core work. And an example of that would be movements such as lunges, especially overhead lunges that require a huge amount of core stability, control, squats. You're bracing your core to avoid that collapse. You don't want to be collapsing when you're squatting. So you're really engaging every element of your core when you're doing a squat. Banded squats especially put a huge, a huge um, stress on your core stability. You really do have to fire up the erectors. You really do have to get your chest up. And you, you're really using your sort of transverse abdominus, which we'll come to in a, in a second. And one of the other exercises that I think is underrated, and people literally just hate doing it because it's a bit cumbersome, but as a kettlebell gets up, it's an absolute brilliant all-rounder. Uh, and I do put it into uh, I do put it into programs and I do take it back out because people don't enjoy doing them. But the the core challenge of that, uh, an unevenly weighted, loaded get up, it's it's incredible. So if you're coming up to that point of your program or you want to know what a kettlebell get up is, let me know and I'll point you out either a video on the group. Um, or just ask me questions about if you are on the programme, okay? So, you know, none of those, so none of those movements I've just mentioned reflect the golf swing directly, but all are absolutely, like, relevant in your training regime and should be prioritised in view of your, your main fitness goal, be it weight loss, muscle mass, strengthening, whatever it is your goal is. Um, and it should be, it should be in there, and it also is part of your golf. Okay, so there is a there is a, a dual dual benefit for you. So whilst we're sort of hovering around that point, I'm really hoping that you also understand that um, spot reducing um, for weight loss is also not a thing. So by that, what I mean is doing sit ups. Um, it, it doesn't burn body fat. It doesn't burn belly fat. You're not you can't pick a spot and and focusing on it. All right, so just while we're on about correcting things in and around the gym, we're talking about core. A lot of people do stuff like that to, to reduce body fat. You can't do it. I've actually had somebody ask me how you get rid of knee fat, a squats to get rid of knee fat. And people say these things and it, it's fine. You know, you're not in the know. Um, but spot reducing, that's what spot reducing is. And again, core work, that is not the purpose of it. So if you're doing it as part of your body fat reducing program, change change what you're doing, okay, and reach out to me and let me know, all right? Um, so I hope everybody understands that, and we've got it. The elephant's out, the cat's out of the bag. That's the elephant in the room when we're talking about core work. So when we are looking at core work uh, and isolating or concentrating on those core muscles, we need to understand the makeup of what the core actually consists of. And I don't normally go deep diving into terminology and things, but I think, you know, we need to understand a little bit of what we're dealing with here and what we're targeting and what the core actually consists of, all right, and what functions each part of it actually performs. So I'm going to break it down, all right, and we're almost at the end, so bear with me. This is about as dry as the podcast's going to get. 
so I'll just check in on the comments first before we before we move on. Kettlebell get ups. John loves a kettlebell get up. You have missed out on the kettlebell get ups, Greg. But you're not going to miss out on the kettlebell get ups. Nobody gets away without at least getting dipped into it. All right, guys. So the core. Right. Firstly, you all know your abs, obviously. Now, maybe they're long forgotten. I don't know, but you, you know you did have abs at some point, and these are these are the rectus abdominis. Okay, and the way to think of these is if you're like if if they're the muscles that they are the muscles that create trunk flexion. All right, that's the crunch movement, so chest forward. If you were stood up or laying down doing a crunch, that's your rectus abdominis. Okay, and that's one that you all know. All right. Directly opposite to that, so in, into your back, uh, you have the, the rectus spinia, spinia. I can never say it. That and strategy, I can't ever say. Uh, and there's usually three, that, well, there are three parts of this area uh, that attach to and control the spine. All right, these muscles create trunk extension. So essentially the backward bending motion. So the exact opposite. Okay, you've got the opposing sides. Then you've got internal and external obliques. Uh, they take care of trunk rotation. Like creating the twist from left to right and right to left, vice versa. Okay. And then you've got the transverse abdominis, which is when engaged, allows you to draw your tummy button into your spine. All right. Which is a key part for core engagement. If you're trying to engage your core, that's a little movement. You can literally stand there and think about it now. Think, draw your tummy, tummy button into your spine. You've engaged, you've engaged your core, and that's your transverse abdominis. Okay. Um, and last, but by no means least, is the multifidus, which spans the entire length of your spinal column, your vertebral column, essentially used for spinal stabilization during any movements that you perform. All right. And a weak multifidus is often the cause of a bad back, essentially. Okay. So that's what, that's what happens there. Um, there's also tons of other muscles that are sort of intricately weaved into the core that form part of this like complex, because the body's so complex, isn't it? Such as the pelvic floor, glutes, diaphragm, to name just a few. Uh, but we'll, we'll save all that for another day before you, you fall asleep. All right. So I know that information is quite dry and this podcast for this podcast, but I'm just trying to demonstrate that it's, it's a complex area and different parts do different things. Okay. And simply just doing extra swings and rotations in the gym it's just not going to stave off injury or strengthen those areas. It needs a different mindset around working the core. If you look at the video that I put on today, you'll see that it's about doing holds and contractions and stability. Okay. So focus work should be around, like I said, holding contractions, understanding and feeling that that muscle group engage and, you know, and understanding the support that that muscle group offers in different positions. Okay. So, for example, on the dead bug, I actually mentioned about taking the rounding out of your, your lower back, which is transverse abdominis, okay? So think about it and uh, engage that core properly when we're training. So what we should be doing is actually implementing anti-rotational exercises and holds before actually, you know, what they do is they actually build resistance to over-rotation and therefore create torque. So again, I use the example of getting to the top of your backswing. Um, so all your upper body is sort of contorted and turning clockwise, okay? And then to instigate the downswing, your 
sort of firing the other way with your hips, aren't you? And creating this, this torque effect. And that's what anti-rotation is. You want strength. That is anti-rotational strength. And that's what you should be looking to, to, to build if you're training for, for a strong core in golf. All right. Because we want to unload that stored tension and energy into your downswing and through the ball, don't we? So, you know, that that's that's what we should be looking for. And just to note on flex that on the part that flexibility plays in that sequence, like imagine. Imagine having all of the flexibility in the world, but none of that strength that I've just spoke about. Like, what effect will that have on your swing? It's going to be zero power, isn't it? So this is why you guys hear me week after week, banging on about strength. It's not being a meathead. You need strength to create these movements in a powerful sequence. Okay, so you tell me, all the flexibility in the world, but no strength. How is that going to affect your game? You need to be building strength in these areas, and that's how you build it. It's by, by putting yourself in those positions, not just rotating for the sake of it or trying to become more sort of more flexible. All right. So if it's making sense to you and you want a complete sort of review of your core work that you're currently doing, uh, then reach out to me. Okay. Uh, I'm always happy to help. Uh, the worst thing you can do is to not take action. So one action I'm going to suggest to do for you today is I'm going to take some homework tonight, which I don't normally do. Uh, I want you to check the video that I'm talking about. And if you can't find it, drop me a message. Check the video that I'm talking about that I posted earlier today and the three exercises on there. Give them a go and think about it. Listen to what I'm saying to you and put it into action. And let me know if those change that if that changes the way that you think around the topic of core work. Okay. And the last thing we want to be doing is sort of crunching away. So I hope that's been helpful. I hope it's helped re sort of define your, your sort of vision for your core and your golf and the do's and don'ts around what's doing the gym. If you maybe are that guy that's on the BOSU ball balancing and swinging kettlebells around his head with bands attached and whatever, it's just not necessary. With training, you do need to keep it simple. Uh, and it needs to be simple but progressive. Okay, you think about it like that. We're, we're all miles off doing crazy, crazy exercises. Okay, we're not athletes, we're working guys, and I'm trying to sort of get you to understand that without insulting you. Okay, uh, we, we, we do need a base level at all of those basics first, and the same goes for your core stability. Okay, so you don't need to do one-legged, single-armed, kettlebell swings with a band attached, uh, all that stuff. Okay, it's keep it simple. All right, and so I hope that's been helpful. Um, again, like I said, we've got a big week ahead. Uh, so the more you get involved, the more you're going to get out of it. Um, we've got I'm at the Great British Golf Show. Hollow holes are a great one, Mark. Yeah. Greg says that. Before the 12-week programme, after a game of golf, he could feel his back since training. Now he has no issues because he's gone through sort of the correct stuff. Mark loves Turkish get-ups. Mark would love them. Uh, hollow holes, uh, Dave Yards, they're awesome, aren't they? They're just fantastic. Uh, they're in there for very good reason, mate. So fantastic to see you all engaging in the podcast. Um, I'm at the Great British Golf, golf Show again. 
uh, on Saturday, Friday and Saturday this week coming. So if you are there, um, give me a shout. If you want to go, if you haven't got tickets, give me a shout. I can get you some tickets. Um, it'd be great to see you. Just if I'm looking a bit tired from being on my feet all day, um, just bring me a coffee and I'll be fine. Um, no biscuits though, because it's still the uh, formidable challenge. And yeah, there's, there's all sorts going off. So um, I'm not going to waffle on. If you want to catch up on previous podcasts, they're available on Spotify um, and anything else in and around what I've spoken about tonight. Uh, let me know. Comment on the core post and let me know what you think to that and whether it's helpful and whether it's something that's opened your eyes a little bit to something you should be adding to your to your game, to your golf, and obviously working on your body. So it's been great, guys. I like to try and keep it under half an hour these days. Um, and I shall see you all really soon. Thanks for coming. Hope you've enjoyed that one. Speak to you really soon.